1: punishment for anyone who opens this casket.
0: The Mummy. Is it dead or alive? Human or inhuman? You'll know. You'll see. You'll feel the awful, creeping, crawling terror that stands your hair on end and brings a scream to your lips Ah! there's nothing on earth like the
1: mummy you will not remember what i show you now and yet i shall awaken memories of love and crime and death now i know his horrible plan he's going to kill her and make her a living mummy like himself
0: all right, guys, welcome back. This is the fourth installment of the Universal Monster Series. Uh, we will be discussing uh, the mummy. So, Terrence me. You ready? Let's you guys do it. know the routine. So here we go. We're just going to jump right <laughs> on click. into this. Another one.
1: another fantastic bonus episode of Universal Classic Monsters yep. for the Halloween occasion that is October. <laughs> that is October the entire <laughs> month. <laughs> All right. So the mummy release date December 22nd, 1932. Really close to Christmas. An interesting uh Close to Christmas, kind of movie. Right? Yeah, like r- usually you release holiday festive things near the near Christmas, and the you have yeah, the mummy. The mummy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, budget one hundred and ninety six thousand dollars. This was directed by Carl Feund. Uh Writing credits goes to Nina Wilcox Putman uh, uh, Putnam. Uh, from story by and Richard uh, Shayer. From a story by. Uh, And John L. Balderston, screenplay. Uh, So we're looking at some of the same writers as, um, I believe, Dracula. Uh, Some of these writers. Um, Either... Dracula or Frankenstein I don't remember which ones uh, I remember seeing these names from but I do know that <laughs> remember you have these are that. yeah the, these, we're seeing more of their writing so I think that's pretty unique and interesting uh, technical specs we're looking at a run time of an hour and 13 minutes 73 minutes sound mix mono western electric noiseless recording sound system color black and white aspect ratio 1.37 by 1 the laboratory uh, Universal Studios Laboratory USA film length 8 reels that's 2014 meters, Netherlands. Negative format, 35 millimeters. Cinemagraphic process, spherical, and printed film format, 35 millimeters. And now, the awards, and just like all the others, only ignored. in the Academy Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films USA. Well, no, there's
0: one uh, at the bottom, too,
1: though. Ah, uh, yes, you're right. This one has one extra one. <laughs> but uh, as far as... Uh, the one we usually cover. The years, this one won, is only two. It's 2018 and 2015. And that's part of the movie Mo- Uh Is that the same one? Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. Um, 2018, 2015, and 2013. And then in 2008, they were nominated for Satellite Award. And uh, that would be Best Classic DVD.
0: And once again, none of these movies have gotten any awards for Makeup Nothing at all. And actually. that Jack Pierce or whatever, guy's outstanding what he can do oh, with makeup.
1: Yeah. Uh, especially in this particular movie. Uh, in that transformation scene. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Um, so now, off to the synopsis. A resurrected mummy chases after a young girl who he believes is the reincarnation of his, of his loving of his bride... From a previous lifetime,
0: <laughs> might have been a little play on words there. I kind of was tired when I wrote that. So. <laughs> uh, basically, he believes that this lady is reincarnation of it. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into the cast. Boris Karloff. You guys have heard his name before. He plays Ardith Bay, Imhotep, Ardith Bay, the mummy. Uh, but he was also, if you remember, he was the monster in Frankenstein. Uh, Zita Johan Johan as Helen Grosnever and Princess Princess Samaman <laughs> you know them Egyptian names
1: oh yeah yeah Akhen, oh was it Akhenemra? Ra uh,
0: no, no, no. Akane this was the, the Akane
1: yeah Akane yeah. no
0: see that right there the second one
1: that's how they said it in the movie. Well, whatever. Oxen nomin. Uh, You know, my Egyptian is not up to
0: date. <laughs> uh, but, but one thing about her is she she literally believed in reincarnation. Reincarnation and, and all that stuff. Yeah. So it was kind of weird. Uh, David Manners played Frank Wimpy. Arthur Byron played Sir Joseph Wimple. Or, sorry, Wimple, not Wimpy. Wimple. Yeah. Uh, Edward Van Sloan. Do you know who that is? Dr. Muller. He played. Van Helsing from Dracula. Oh, okay, so well I was as, right. I told you
1: he was in this movie. As well
0: as the Dr. Um, Wadsworth or Wadlow yeah. or whatever in Frankenstein. Great actor. Oh, yeah. Uh, Br- uh, Bromwell Fletcher as Ralph Norton, Noble Johnson as the Nubian, Catherine Byron as Frau Mueller, Leonard Mo- Moody as Professor Pearson, James Crane as Pharaoh, and Menophis. Uh, Henry Victor as the Saxon Warrior. Henry Victor is listed in the credits but never appears in the film. The Saxon Warrior was originally part of a long flashback sequence showing all of Helen's past lives from ancient Egypt to the present. The sequence was cut from the film by Carl Froude due to
1: timing. Interesting. Um, so, I will say, um, and I'm not 100% sure, but I'm like 80% sure, uh, the guy who played uh, Nubian, was he in Blackface? don't know uh it's a black and white film so I'd... yeah but don't know, i mean like like uh, uh i felt like he was uh, like like you know the white guy portraying a person of color uh,
0: um well was he portraying egyptian or was he actually playing a well i mean
1: egyptians can be right and, but i mean are, i didn't yeah i didn't know yeah you know it, it definitely well, I to look at that again well i'd have to see the actor to know right uh But yeah, no, I just, I just found that interesting. Yeah. I think I might Google Um, it. Yeah.
0: So this Jack Pierce again spent eight hours a day applying the makeup to Karloff. Um, Is based, the makeup is, uh, his appearance is based on Ramses the third. Get this. So many layers of cotton were glued to Boris Karloff's face to create the wrinkled visage of Imohatep as a mummy that he was unable to move his facial muscles enough to speak. He couldn't even speak when they had all that stuff on him.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah that was that was a lot of, uh, a lot of makeup going on.
0: <laughs> Boris Karloff said to his makeup artist and designer of the mummy bandage costume, Jack Pierce, he said, Well, you've done a wonderful job, but you forgot to give me a fly. <laughs> so he had to go to the oh, bathroom. No. Uh, That's
1: terrible. Yeah. Uh,
0: they said, um, where's that? Uh Barlos, or Boris Karloff remarked years later that the makeup he wore for the mummy was even more uncomfortable than that of the Frankenstein creature. Oh, and If wow. you remember correctly, that thing weighed like 48 pounds. And he had 13-pound shoes on. So he said this was more uncomfortable than so all So I do that.
1: want to correct myself. So Noble Johnson uh, was an African-American movie actor and producer. Uh, and he passed away in 1978 at the age of 96. Oh, so there you go. So he was actually an African-American okay. actor. That's just, uh, uh, I guess, the way he looks on screen Well, I think they
0: gave him some, like, I want to say, like, you could tell he had some of that, like, shiny makeup on, maybe. Yeah, you no, know, it was pretty... definitely the makeup that made it look,
1: made him look yeah. weird. Because I'm looking at some of the other pictures of movies he's in, he doesn't look like that at all. Uh, so, I think it was just, like, heavy makeup applied uh, to him, um, which made it look in, uh, almost fake, you know? Right. Uh, but, you know, very interesting.
0: Yeah. Boris Karloff was, if you remember, he was virtually unknown when they did the Frankenstein movie in yeah, that's true. But uh, he created such a sensation from that movie that when they made this film only a year later, Universal only had to advertise as Karloff, the Mummy. <laughs> 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 they didn't have to say anything right. else. And uh, another quick thing before we start in on the film: as the film's poster holds the record for the most money paid for a movie poster at an auction, more than four hundred and fifty-three thousand five hundred dollars for the poster. Wow. I thought that's really interesting. Yeah. Out of all the posters in the world, this one has made the most money. Yeah. Or sold for the most money. So let's go ahead and talk about this movie for a little bit. So you start off, uh, and a lot of things you'll find come to find out is this um, movie was right around the same time that uh, a lot of the newspaper clippings they used yep. was from the King Tut
1: okay. uh, expedition. All right.
0: So they were trying to make a play on that, too.
1: That's interesting. Uh, so right. they actually used real articles.
0: The articles, remember when they show the, yeah. the, the hey, the... The tombs have been found, the, blah, blah, blah. Tomb's been found right. from the it was London the expedition. Tut.
1: Whatever, um, there's all the
0: King Tut uh, huh. articles. I thought that was very interesting. So let's go ahead and um, talk about this movie. So it starts off really in interesting. Egypt.
1: So it does start off with this movie does start off with You're text. right about talking about. Uh, and I believe it. It kind of prefaces explaining what they're doing there and about. Uh, well, and
0: it, and it doesn't tell you about you know that um, they believe that when they die. Yeah. They will come back with needed air right. Yeah. and find their true love. Yep. or whatever waiting for them. So, you start off they're in they're in this archaeological dig. Yeah. And they're down there and um
1: they've discovered this mummy. They they discovered a mummy in a chest. Right. Yeah. And that they, uh, they they dug up. And they were I remember them commenting on uh on its peculiar location of where they found it. Like, they were just digging, and it wasn't in uh, a tomb or anything. It was just they found it buried. Right. Um, which was very unique. And then the uh, the chest itself was uh, very, like, wood-rotted and, like, falling apart and whatnot. Um,
0: and there's a bunch of hieroglyphics all over the place. Yeah. And uh, there's one on the chest, too. Um, but if you see in the background, you see the mummy... Yeah. You know, he's he's in the, he's in the there, he's in yeah. the, the, the coffin so they've got the lid off or, or you know and it's standing upright. Yep. And uh, see I'm not really sure if that is um, Boris Karloff there or if that's a dummy um, that's true. because come to find out that I'll tell you in a second, but you never see Boris Karloff in the full mummy makeup movie. That's true. You only see pieces of him. Like we'll, we'll explain it here a little. Yeah. So uh, The two guys like, hey, you know, uh, him and that other guy are like, hey, let's go out here. We need to, you know, they went up, up out of there to talk about something. Yeah, and that one guy is still sitting there, you know, and he's looking. He he reaches over and he grabs that paper and he starts reading. Well, so, so
1: here's here's what's funny and what prefaces the scene is. um They open the chest and then they're reading the. They're all together inside and they they open the chest and they're like this this the hieroglyphics on here. It, it's a warning saying like. Uh, this contains, you know, some kind of treasure, right? But you'll be cursed if you open it. And then, so that's when they leave, and he's just curiosity gets the best of him, and then he opens it, and then he pulls out a scroll, uh, an ancient scroll, and he, you know, he opens it up, and um, and he's just whispering it, you know, he's yeah, just reading it. You can tell he's reading it. He's whispering it. And yeah. I don't remember. Do, do they say what the scroll is later? Do they preface what the scroll is? Because it, it's the it's the scroll that reunites uh, uh two egyptian gods it was um uh isis and i don't remember the other god uh, i want to say uh,
0: Amon ra yeah amen
1: Amun ra and isis uh it basically it was for him to resurrect her right. so then they can be reunited right. again um so a forbidden spell uh, so
0: so he's saying that and all of a sudden you just see like you see the mummy's hands just kind of like drop, drop. and yep. you see the dust just fall off of it I thought that was really well done you know just, oh, yeah. just dust falling and so you're like oh man where's this going <laughs> yeah, so, exactly so the guy's just sitting there and he's still looking at the paper or whatever and he sets it down and uh, next thing you see you see the, the, the mummy's hand just kind of lean over and grabs that grabs the that of, scroll yeah yeah the scroll. and the guy turns and he's like <laughs> he's just like and he's like starts screaming but yeah, as, as he's going out the door, all you see is like a little The foot of the mummy and like the bandages are like dragging in the dust. You don't even see the full figure of him. And for Boris Karloff to spend that much uh, time in the uh, makeup and only
1: never show him, how mad would you be? Oh, I know, right? Yeah, to to not be presented in the full get-up because uh, you come to find out that now that he's uh, resurrected,
0: uh, it gets uh, more human features where he doesn't mean all that makeup. I thought that was really well done too. So the guy screams, ah, you know, and and he's just laughing. He's like, ah.
1: Yeah, when they run back in, they're like, what's wrong? And he's just hysterically (laughs) laughing. Yeah, he lost it. He
0: took it. He's like, who took Uh, it?
1: The curse took hold of him. He he could not speak upon what happened at all.
0: Yeah. And so they look, and and now the mummy's gone. So, Artist Bay.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, and he's
0: like, um, "I hear you." So need- this is
1: way into the, uh, the, the the they they jump they time jump. Oh yeah, uh, which I thought was very unique because all the other ones it's kind of like a, the the, the timelines in sequence. Where this one, it prefaces with a, a past event, and then it jumps to uh, the son of the archaeologist that found the mummy initially. Right. So this is this is like. Who knows? Uh, Because I don't know how old the son was when that happened. But you do know some years have passed since that moment in time has happened.
0: And so, you know, he's like, I am Ardeth Bay. And it's Boris Karloff. You can tell it's the mummy. But, I mean, he looks so creepy. I mean, he he always had that look. You know, Boris Karloff always just had that look of creepy. Right. You know, fantastic actor. though. You know, so he's like, I will show you where... Yeah, order. he explains, he's like,
1: in my culture, it is forbidden for us to, you know, uh, basically dig up things from the dead and stuff like that. He's like, but you can, and I will show you. And right. like, the way he talks and presents everything right. is very and, interesting. And, and basically, he's, Audith Bay. <laughs> he, he, basically, he's just wanting them to get his princess. Exactly. Um, uh, the body. And this is when they're down on their luck, too. He catches right. them. Uh, at their low point And, and I wonder like, if We've he... been out here For X amount of months We we found this little plate That's nothing Like we're not coming back With anything
0: And I wonder if he waited For that exact time To come to them Yeah I wonder if he knew And then you know, that's
1: I... when He presents himself And he's like I have a location Where you can find all this And there was The scroll Because the scroll Was still in the possession Of uh their are their stuff because oh
0: no because it had to stay at that museum or whatever. Yeah, I remember. Yep. he said but, you but have later to on
1: it. when they do finally unearth and dig up it. Actually, just immediately jumps into the fact that hey, this was such a big find that there's a museum based off their uh, find everything. in London, and uh, that we're gonna
0: make so much money off of all this that we yep. don't really care what he wants. You know what I mean? Exactly.
1: So like, yeah, let's do it. Why not?
0: Um, so this movie, it's a little foggy for me cause I even watched this before the Wolfman. So I, I'm trying to think back a while back. So, yeah. um, I remember the the next thing I remember is that he goes to the museum, yep. Ardeth Bay and, um,
1: they, he's down on the ground, you know, they got yeah, like a little ceremony with a security guard, I think. Well, even before that, uh, he just randomly pops up cause they're in London, they're back in London now and Ardeth Bay just. He's out of nowhere. And they're like, what is he doing here? And they're like, what's it matter? He helped us find this discovery. Let him do what he wants. Like, like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You know, have have at it, basically. Um, Because he's there after hours. That's what it was. And they're like, well, the the discovery is basically because of you. So go ahead. We'll keep it open for you. And he's like, okay. Um, Everybody leaves, and he's left to his own devices. That's when he pulls the scroll.
0: And he's got, like, a little... The candle's lit and all that right yeah. there, remember? And uh, a security guard walks in on him, don't he? And, yeah, and in he the middle kills of him the security, chanting. Yeah, and he kills the security guard. And then he guard. kills the security guard. Right. Uh, and you see him dragging him away. Did they, Does he drag him away or does he leave him there? No,
1: it's a screen cut. Uh, because the, the security guard finds him and you hear a scream, uh, And but then it cuts to, I don't remember what, what scene it cuts to next, but um, you don't actually, I don't, I don't believe you see him drag him at all. Uh, right. You just know um, that he's killed him. Right. Um, but I, or actually later on you find out uh, he didn't directly kill him which is very interesting. Uh, yeah. He died of natural causes I that's <laughs> <is> what they <laughs> call it. <Yeah. laughs> so um, I can't remember is this where
0: he punches the cof- uh, the glass to get to the coffin?
1: Um, I believe so, yeah. And because uh, he's
0: like oh my love you know it'll be- yeah. and then I believe this is where he finds the girl. Um, he say, he does the chant, and uh, the
1: girl. What was her name? Well, that's. Um, I, I believe they don't What's, actually what? meet till later because they have right. They the, don't meet
0: till later, but does he does he do the chanting there and. The spirit of the
1: lady supposedly is oh, in Oh, that's out, right. So we're missing I a think. whole scene. Right. So while this is going on, the main character... Uh, They're at
0: like a ball or something, aren't they? Yeah. Uh,
1: who? who um, uh, I got my...
0: Where's uh, my cast? Uh, uh, that's, that's, that's you got right right my here. cast?
1: It's right here. Uh, I believe it's uh, Frank
0: Wimple. Right. But what was the girl's name? Fra?
1: Was it was a from yeah? Formula, I think so. So Frank. No, 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 no. It's, it's at it's a Helen. party. Helen. Helen. So yeah. Frank is at a party, and uh, Helen's there too. And then she's explaining how she's looking out uh, into Egypt, and she's she's gazing upon the pyramids, um, and just really enjoying that sight. But then she kind of glances over the the city itself, and then she's like, she she longs to see actual Egypt and not modern Egypt. Right. Um, to which you know she's kind of like bored of the party, I suppose. But then uh, uh, Frank meets her. Um, when does he meet her? I think I think he meets her. Uh, Is this I, where Ar- does Artith Bay meet her here too? I believe so. Because they first they meet. Uh, and then she meets Artith Bay. I'm just trying to remember the context of which they meet. And like, like I thought, like, it, just was, like I thought it was.
0: I thought it was like a, a, a gala. Like uh, it was something. I think yeah. this is this is at the museum, I believe, and it's the upstairs gala of the museum. And she is meets Artith Bay, I oh, believe, okay. if I
1: remember right. You know, because I think uh, he pulls up in like a. Um... Well, I do know. Okay, here's the thing. I do know she's like feeling tired or something, so she's sitting down, and then they're all having a conversation, and then. Uh, Frank's sitting down with Helen uh, His father and someone else Goes off screen to to have Some conversation um, to which uh, He proclaims Love at first sight um, He's all like they have a small conversation And he's like I know we haven't Known each other but a couple minutes Really and he's like <laughs> well, I love you And then so they have uh, immediate chemistry And then they, they share a kiss And then they walk in Interrupting that kiss uh, And then shortly after is when that's when Artith Bay comes in, right? Um, that's when you find out he's traveled all the way from Egypt,
0: and that's why I think that yeah. was at the gala because the security guard was there because it was yep. after
1: hours. Exactly. That, that's what and happened. So, uh, and then you have this very strange um, interaction after Helen and Frank uh, are, are sort of have this interesting, awkward love at first sight type of thing. Uh, she meets, which was obviously uh, reciprocated between with with from, from Helen because uh, you know they share that kiss, but. Uh then she then Ardith Bay comes in and then uh he's like he sees her and then is immediately like have we met? Uh kind of deal and then she's got strange feelings herself and then they're sort of like very awkwardly not awkwardly, but like uh uh uncomfortably close. When as they're conversating. Right. Um and then uh that's when he goes downstairs and he starts doing the chanting. And that's when she starts responding to the chanting. Right. Because uh, she goes to get up and um, tries to go to... The, I think that's why I think there are two different locations. Because she tries to go to the museum. And she actually takes a cab to go to the museum. Right. And so the gala and the museum are in two different locations. Right. So And she's trying to get in, but it's Yeah, locked, she tries to get like, to him. Close. And she's like, I have to go. I have to go uh, to the museum. And then uh, they're like, okay. Uh, so they take her to the I think he pulls up in a second later you know i mean he's like what are you Ooh, doing exactly he's like let's get you back to the hotel um i believe the hotel is where the gala is maybe it's all it's, confusing it's, yeah it's, you know what? like all these movies <laughs> i am very confused on the location of anything uh, uh but I, this is a good movie i i, I feel oh, like yeah. we're not doing it justice because we're, <laughs> it's, we're, 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 it's we're, an excellent movie right is. we're just trying to remember it's, things exactly. from something we watched several times days ago. ago yeah uh and so, okay, I think we finally have everything. So now, correct. basically,
0: she is the reincarnation. He, uh, Ardeth Bay, has did the chaining, and now Helen is now the official.
1: Then you find out that through conversation that uh, she's part Egyptian. And right. uh, through Ardith Bay, you also find out that she's basically the reincarnation of. Um, uh, uh, Achn- Amen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, princess. It's Princess uh, Ackman Amen.
0: Right So uh, Now you have Ardith Bay knowing That she's the one Yep uh, And he comes up with the, the great master plan Because I think he wants to now put her back In her old body
1: uh, is that This right? is before because- the master plan So first he's just trying to get the scroll back and so you have this interesting scene where... Um,
0: yeah, but where is the scroll at this time? I'm it's to with remember. his father. Is it it's, still it's with, with his father?
1: It's with Sir uh, uh, Wimple. Sir Joseph Wimple. Sir <laughs> <laughs> Wimple. Is that uh, the
0: Sharma guy, Mr. Wimple?
1: <laughs> so um, he has a conversation with his uh, uh, compatriot. And basically they're like, we have, to, we have to get rid of this scroll, right? And he's like, you, you have to destroy the scroll because um, I think they figure out uh, that he's somehow that the scrolls somehow connected to the mummy. That's what it was. So after the security guard died, <laughs> no, I know it's all coming back to me. Well, you should say he's back. really excited right now. His hands are waving. If, if you keep, keep talking, remember, it'll come to you. Right. I know, right? <laughs> so um, after the security guard dies, they put two and two together, and then they were like, "Okay, uh, I believe that um, Artis Bay killed him." And they're like, "Oh wait." Ardith Bay is actually Emotep, and Emotep is the the mummy, and um, they they were like, okay, so if he's actually been resurrected, and our other compatriot didn't act like that was the reason why he went crazy, uh, we have to destroy the scroll. That's the only way to get rid of him.
0: Right, but um,
1: Arth Bay ends up stealing the scroll. But um. this is before he steals a scroll because uh, remember the guy was getting ready to burn the the scroll but then artith bay is in his house or wherever you know he's residing and then he's he's chanting and he's he sees uh, uh he's using like a, a pool of water to see where the guy is and he's actually listening on the conversation and then that's when he does his spell where he like cr- it's almost like he's crushing his heart so the the guy is having a heart attack and then you see uh, uh Ardith bay like you know sort of looking like his hand is in the motion of like, like he's holding the guy's heart and he's just squeezing it. And that's when you see the guy have a heart attack and he doesn't actually get the scroll to the fireplace. Then Ardith Bay comes into that office and then burns some other stuff to make it make make it look like they burn the scroll. And then he takes the scroll.
0: Yeah. Well, it says when Ardith Bay steals the scroll from the Egyptian museum, he was supposed to have left powdered skin in the form of a handprint as he did when he escaped, uh, as it did when he escaped from this tomb after awakening when the scroll was read. The scene in which the handprint was discovered was cut from the film, though. Oh, so you are supposed okay. to leave that. Yeah. So I don't know if he, I don't know if he has to do a chant or something to keep in his form that he's in. That's never said. You know what I mean? Yeah, it isn't at all because you um, so, only see
1: him as artist Bay. Right. Uh, that's
0: what that was something I didn't really understand. You know, but um, it's still great. Yeah. Um, there was something else. Oh, the um, let me go ahead and get these little information out of the way. Um, the, unlike the other Universal Classic Monsters, the, the other mummy movies have no direct relation to this one. So the other films feature a different mummy named Kairos, who is resurrected by Tanya, leaves to be controlled by a modern person similar to a voodoo zombie. The oh, okay. mummy's hand in 1940 reuses footage from this film, but changes Imohotep to Kairos, it was Karis that would appear in the other Universal films and Hammer remakes. Uh, Emo Hiptep wouldn't appear, reappear in the theaters until The Mummy in 1999, which was Brandon Frazier. I love that movie. Uh <laughs> B. Pierce's makeup was considered so outstanding that Hollywood film- Filmograph Journal honored him with a special award, which was presented at a ceremony by Boris Karloff himself. After Pierce's death in 1968, the trophy was believed lost. Many years later, when a sink was removed from an old makeup studio at Universal, it was rediscovered. Huh. something was hiding in the walls I guess <laughs> I don't know um, one thing the uh, actress that played Helen Zita Johan uh, later recalled that Carl Froon's nastiness to her that he didn't like her um, hmm. he said she Carl Froon made my life very unpleasant it was his first picture as a director and he felt he needed a scapegoat in case he didn't come in on schedule 23 days I believe it took to film well, I was cast as the scapegoat, and I saw through it right away. Before shooting started, I asked Frood and his wife over for dinner. He told me, uh, for one scene, I would have to appear nude from the waist up. He expected me to say, no, I won't. Instead, I said, well, it's all right with me if you can get it past the censors, knowing very well that the censors at the time were very straight <laughs> there, which we talked about, the yeah. censorship. um the other thing about the same thing was among other indignities. Is that
1: from, uh, um, so she's the one who played Helen. Helen. So, like, you, you can actually kind of see him trying to get away with that with the clothing she's wearing. Because right. it's very, like, like uh, sheer. Uh, the, the front. Uh, sheer, yes. Uh, it's very sheer. So, like, it, it almost feels like all, all it'll take is, like, a quick movement to the right or left. Yeah. And she'll end up revealing herself. And it's among
0: like- other indignities, Carl Frun, Pazita, Johan threw uh, in an arena with lions. While he and the crew were protected inside cages, the scene was eventually cut from the film. And for two days, he had her stand against a board so there wouldn't be a crease in her dress.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. I mean, we talk about, you know, all the time about how actors and actresses are treated different at different times. Yeah. So, I mean, is... this guy is just over the top a jerk.
1: Um, Where's he, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, I don't know what she did or whatever happened. Well, I think I think it's nothing in particular. He just needed somebody to pick on. It sounds like.
0: Well, I think he was looking for some, in case this bombed or yeah, whatever. So now we have um, in the movie we are to where, uh, as far as I can remember, which I'm older than you, so I have an excuse. <laughs> but is this where um, he brings her to the museum or to that pool? Uh, not yet.
1: Like, so. Okay, so he's murdered a second person now. Right. Um, And uh, she is not feeling well. So he's been constantly... Now they know that he's after her. And so she's resisting the constant pull from Ardith Bay. Uh, And she's fighting, fighting, but she's getting ill because of it. And then Frank mentioned... Frank and uh, his father are talking... And um, his father's like, well, we've been trying to track Ardith Bay. He's disappeared. We have no idea. Like, we've lost all traces of this guy. And I think the only way we can find him is to let her succumb to the calling and we'll follow her. And uh, to also which this I don't remember, but he also receives a, uh, um, a pendant from one of the Egyptian gods just to, to protect him, uh, which he wears up to a point. Uh, which after she gets sick That night where uh, They decide that uh, She's she's Just going to let the calling Take over her he, he puts his pendant on the door And to which um, There's a cut where it goes back to uh, Ardith Bay um, Where he mentions that the only thing That's keeping her from coming back To him is Helen's love frank and so uh he's like i have to get frank out of the picture so after he takes off that protective pendant and puts it on her door and this is back when i'm talking or like there seems to be a theme in these classic universal monsters i received this pendant to safety (laughs) i'm gonna give it to this girl now um so he removes his safety pendant to which now he's reciting that same spell and has you know uh um his heart in his hand so to speak and now he's suffering those same things and he's he's crawling to the door and it, it, it looks like it presents it to the way is where as soon as he grabs a pendant it looks like he dies and I thought right. that was very well done right. because right. Right. I, I didn't know now. which way they were going with it I'm like is he actually dead and he just didn't make it in time or is it one of those things where you think he's dead and then they find out he's alive later turns out it was the latter um, and then that's when she succumbs to the calling so she actually goes to Ardeth Bay, and,
0: and this is where you know he goes to. They pull up and they. He's like, I want to show you something, you know. And he does that little voodoo thing in the pool of water. And
1: yeah, now, but, now no, here's the thing. Those are two different locations. They go to the museum to retrieve her belong her or uh, Princess uh, Akmen Amen's belongings. He brings that back to wherever he's residing. He's not at the museum. He's in some location that they never really. It kind revealed. of looks like a museum, though, right? Because it does. He has everything ancient remember well, because remember. because I thought it was a museum
0: because I thought when they walked by, you know, the the. Uh, it's because it's right after like a the little, scene. There's like a little door. I thought they walked through. You know what I mean? And and you have those those guys, and they're like stirring stuff and all that. Where he's doing the stuff for her. You know, wasn't it don't
1: a, know. S- a secret door? I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was. I could be wrong. I like I said. I get locations confused in all these movies, <laughs> but I, at least I interpreted that they were two different locations, okay. but I do remember her commenting, uh, she's like, this, this is, looks like ancient Egypt, there's nothing modern in here, um, and then that's when
0: he's like, he's, let me show you something, he
1: does the pool thing, and then it shows her, and what was, but what was cool about
0: that is it shows him how they mummified him remember yeah, were
1: they just scene. wrapping him up and you're like oh man <laughs> it was actually that a very well done scene oh, yeah. so they, they're they telling the story of basically those two their um, love their love and how she died of an illness I believe and um, his father was the pharaoh and uh, he refused to let her go so he gets a hold of this forbidden scroll to try this spell to bring her back uh, to which he gets caught mid you know trying to to resurrect her and then since it's forbidden, and the only punishment for this is to be unnamed, buried, just they take his sarcophagus and they just defile the crap out of it. They take off all the jewels from right. the outside. Um, earlier in the movie, you find out they they scratch the inside uh, hieroglyphic incision. That's almost like a, a prayer to get you to the other side. Um, and they, they mummify him alive. So... In that particular scene, you just see him struggling but can't do anything, right? And uh, that's actually the the look in his eyes. Yeah. You should see he's like. This is probably the most. Of the movies, to me, this was like the most terrifying scene. Because, like, the concept of not. The concept of being buried alive is horrifying in itself, but the fact that he's being
0: mummified being, on top he's of
1: being it. wrapped up in you know these mummy wraps and he's just helpless as they just cover him up and cover him up until they finally covers his, cover when he his covers his face
0: and mouth i was like yep. and then his eyes are lazy you know and i was like man and then I can't they, imagine.
1: Clo- they close the sarcophagus and then they bury him yeah. and i was like oh man that's terrifying and terrible um uh, to which the you know it's followed by uh, her becoming the princess Right. And then uh she's in I believe she passes out and then she wakes up as the princess and she's all in the, the, the clothing and get up. She's like, This is my bed and these are my clothes, but where are we? Uh she's like, This isn't the palace or, or whatever. Um and that's to which he explains that um uh, it's uh,
0: been many lifetimes it's, yeah,
1: and it's been like thousands yeah. of years. <laughs> he, he's like, It's been three thousand years we are finally together again. (laughs) We're finally together again. Uh, But then he explains, you know, she's in another body. And in order for her to fully return or to be like him, he's like that. But like, I'm eternal, but your body will age. And uh, and so you have to die basically so I can bring you back with the scroll Um, to which she's like, I I can't do that. Like that scroll is of another Egyptian God. And I'm a priestess of this Egyptian God. And um, like she's totally not okay. She's with this not gonna accept at all. And then you <laughs> see Nubian like you know with with he pulls out the knife and everything, and they have this whole like cer- ceremonial table, the her and everything. And so she's terrified. Uh, and what, what and she and I remember her going running over to that that
0: other statue.
1: Yeah, I remember th- she, she's like I'm not gonna, I can't do it or whatever. Her god, uh, her the particular Egyptian god she's a priestess of. Uh, she runs over to that and um and this time the other two are trying to get in so uh the yep, frank and his Wimple
0: father boys are trying, yeah.
1: <laughs> they're trying to get you know trying to get in and you know they're coming through and, and they play this very close so not only do you find out that frank is alive um which they they left that hanging so i was like is he dead and they finally show him i'm like okay i think he's alive because his father finds him and then he gets up he's like oh we, we have to save her and I'm right. like, oh he's alive <laughs> <laughs> so they're rushing but they're like, as she's about to get stabbed, because at one point I think he hypnotizes her or something like that, yeah. which, by the way, we have to get on that effect. Every time he does sort of like this hypnotism almost or like this They got that zoom in on his zoom face. Zoom in on his face, and his eyes just slightly glow. Man, they, they, And it's very well done. And you man. can see the sort of improvement from uh, from Dracula. When, because Dracula, it was like his whole, like almost you know, around his eyes were also glowing. But in the mummy, they got it to where only his eyes right. are glowing. Every like, time he does like right. the spell, and it's very creepy. Um, <laughs> and so, so who
0: who who did it better, Bela Lugosi or Boris Karloff? Who had uh, the the more menacing
1: stare? Oh, I'd I'd, I'd give I oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I know because two great the fact, actors both they both have uh, incredible stares. But as far as effects goes, I feel the Mummy was more effective. Now that I've seen the, the you know uh, right. both of them now, and I'm, I'm comparing like the Mummy effects of his eyes glowing and then uh, just his face, uh, very creepy, um, and it pulled off, pulled it off very well. So. Um, Everything's played so close, like it looks like he's gonna kill her, and he's hypnotized her, so she's like, "Yep, I'm okay with it." And then yeah, he's she, getting she, ready she, to put the knife to her, the stone, like just the old knife, yeah. you know, the sacrificial knife. And uh, they're rushing and then to the scene, and they're you know pulling up to the museum, and you know, it's it's you know, they're playing it like, are they gonna make it? And then that's when they finally, but right when the the blade, like just touches their stomach but not completely you know you know stabs or anything yet that's when they burst in and um then then um I think she goes over, and that's where she
0: gets by that statue. That's right, and yeah. And then all of a sudden, you see the statue. So she's, hand she's praying up. to the statue. Yeah. And, and you then, see and the uh, statue's hand come up with that. The onk. I us to say onk. It's yeah. an onk, yeah. And he raises up. And, and it zaps him. And you see him turn around, and he's coming oh, at her no, with the no, knife again. The, uh,
1: yeah, that's right. And he's he's coming at her with the knife. And um, it zaps the scroll. It zaps the scroll, and the
0: scroll bursts. in into fire. And when that happens, he just started. You see him just the age progression. Yep. Just, and the the effects there is greater than the wolf effects, very and it just takes him and it just, just and next and, thing you and see it's just
1: decaying right in front of your and eyes. And next
0: thing you see is just a pile of ash, and you just oh, hear God. it, it you, like the, yeah, it, it,
1: it pans away and it shows like sort of the facial expressions of the wimples, and then you just hear like a pile of bones fall, yep. and then you just see nothing but ash um, or you know dust.
0: And another weird ending because it just zooms in on that ash and it's done. Yeah, there's no. Reconciliation between the wimple or the wimple guy and, and her that I remember. It's just, hey, he's dead. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, I mean, you, you can assume they hooked up, I suppose, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like, uh, it, it, I mean, that's kind of where these stories all, all these stories end is like once the main monster creature uh, gets their competence. right? It's the end of the movie, like, yeah,
0: and you're like, eh, well, whatever. I mean. They don't really close movies out like they do now, you know what I mean? Exactly. There's, was there a cut scene, you know, a <laughs> scene in the credits? No. Um, just a couple things. When Ardeth Bey prays to Isis, um, it's in King James English. It's not Egyptian. Yeah, so you're exactly. Like, okay. that's, that's hilarious. Uh, and then when he breaks the glass with his bare hand for the, uh, when he's going into the old sarcophagus or whatever, you know, the the, the coffin, the tomb, whatever, um, there's no there's no glass, but there is the sound effect. Yep. And um, Pharaoh is misspelled in both the openings and closing credits as Pharaoh P H A R O H instead of P H A R A O H. And the newspaper about the discovery of the tomb of the princess features photos of the golden sarcophagus of King Tutankhamun.
1: It was a great movie. I really, really enjoyed this one. Once again, I came into this
0: blind
1: oh, not knowing anything. Like <laughs> literally, the his, only thing. His
0: mummy is <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Exactly, <laughs> my mummy. Is-
1: fraser so like the only interaction i've ever had with the mummy is Brendan fraser's mummy i didn't even watch the new one because i didn't want to i heard it was terrible oh the uh <laughs> the tom, one cruise? With tom cruise hey, yeah hey,
0: it was it was okay it was all right i
1: it's mean okay like someone uh I, I was working at family video when that came out and um one of my co-workers who whose tastes kind of were in line with mine so i was like uh, hey i'm gonna rent all these movies right uh because we can rent them for free and um he's like ah don't even waste your time like that's an absolute waste of time like I wouldn't even even though it's free I wouldn't even rent it and I was like nah alright I'll get something else and I think I picked up uh, uh, Baby Driver which was an amazing movie but <laughs> that's for another time right um, this movie like I said the only thing I have based off like when it came, when it came to the werewolf uh, uh, Dracula, Frankenstein I've seen all kinds of other iterations now when it comes to the mummy I've only seen one other iteration so it was still a very fresh sort of uh, uh, story and, and and topic, and um, I was very curious on how it was going to pan out. When you know we were talking about watching this movie, and I was not disappointed at all. Um, the effects were very well done, uh, especially for the time. I mean, wow! Uh, the story was very well told. I, I liked all the different aspects. There wasn't really anything in the movie that uh, that made me go. Uh, wow, what's that doing there, uh, or anything at all? Uh, the only thing that's in confusion in all the movies is the location, as we've. <laughs> right,
0: and, and there was, to me, there wasn't any scenes that seemed left out. No, not at all. Again, I think um, they were starting to learn, you know, from their other movies, maybe that. Hey, they need they need to know what's exactly what of these are
1: here. Uh, the only two th- like, and this is like really digging for nitpicks, but the only two things that I was like, okay, uh, that was like you know love at first sight, and oh we're we're like so in love now, and we just met, uh, and then you know him giving this protection, uh, the, the the this necklace of protection that he immediately gives. Well, not immediately, he actually it holds on to a little or, bit yeah. longer, but he hangs it on the door, and uh, to. Almost his own demise, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a really good movie. I, I highly enjoyed it.
0: And, and the thing I liked about this movie is it's the first time in the movies that it's um, they're they're based off history, yeah, um, real life stuff. You know, what I mean, like the the Egyptian gods, the mummies, the the all that stuff, uh, archaeological digs, and they throw in the and key they test actually
1: up. do explain a lot of. Um, uh, Sort of things that uh, ancient Egyptians did. And I thought that was really cool. Right. And, and that's such as, you know, they get buried with their belongings so they can take that to the afterlife. The concept of resurrection. The concept of uh, uh, um, reincarnation. Sorry. Yep. Uh, uh, all the different, you know, uh, gods even. I mean, they I believe they tapped in like four of them. But right. it's still cool. It's cool that they're, they're mentioning this and uh, they're bringing it up. And it's probably because, like you were saying, in the newspapers there was a lot of hype about... King Tut uh, and so they capitalized on it Um, and I thought that was really cool how they took these actual historical things threw it into a movie and it becomes also a little bit factual too
0: right and uh, Boris Karloff yes that that guy (laughs) I mean I like I loved him in Frankenstein but this might even have topped his Frankenstein performance to me it it did 100% because it actually showed his acting not just walking around as a monster you know
1: (laughs) walking around as a monster and where I found and th- this is where Frankenstein for me ranks lower than all the other ones given I did enjoy it but it ranks lower in all the other ones because in this one I did feel like uh, when he was getting mummified like I felt that terror as I was watching it uh, were in Frankenstein there was two very serious moments that we've talked about in a previous episode <laughs> that instead of feeling a way I should have felt I laughed and I thought it was hilarious right. and so well like none of the other ones I felt that way it was more like uh like, I'm nine times out of ten either feeling what I'm supposed to be feeling as I'm watching the scenes. Um, you know, when when Frank uh, was dying, I thought he was dead. I was like, oh, crap, like, which way are they going to go with it? And I had sort of this, uh, um, you know, awesome feeling when you watch a movie for the first time. Uh, and so this one I really did enjoy.
0: Yeah, I... I- Another outstanding performance by the Universal Monsters. I mean, Absolutely. that's why we're doing these because people like you that have never seen them. Um, but it also opens the door to maybe like your Brandon Fraser. It goes back and shows some of the the earlier footage that they probably drew inspiration from.
1: And you know what? I'm. It's funny because after watching this, I'm like, oh, I have to rewatch the Brandon Fraser one now. Uh, once I get time, because I, I just I just uh, obtained. Uh, the newest Spider-Man. So it's like, oh, I gotta watch that. But I will watch The Mummy and I'm gonna watch The Mummy. Um, I'll probably even like throw in my thoughts at like some yeah, of the you, comparisons you because comp- it's been a long time. So me I, too. I Maybe we'll do that it. as one of the episodes. That'd be fun. Yeah, uh, that way but you'll I, have to watch it. <laughs> I, I couldn't compare it because I, I know I like the movie. I remember some scenes of the movie but I don't remember the story as a whole. Right. But now that I've watched... The classic Universal Monster Mummy. I want to watch the Brendan Fraser Mummy and, and then see what, see if they how much from. they pulled from the original and some of the inspiration. Right.
0: So um, with that being said, I think this we're done talking about the Mummy. Um, the next two that we plan on doing next week will be the Invisible Man, And which,
1: creature of the Black Lagoon.
0: Uh yeah, creature from the yeah. Black Lagoon. But the Invisible Man. I just finished that, and I finished the, the creature from the Black Lagoon. But the Invisible Man. I'm telling you. You think these movies are good? The stuff they did with special effects and stuff with the Invisible Man is amazing. I, I just want to see your opinion on that once you watch it. Oh yeah, no, I'm like, pretty excited to yeah, watch it. it. It's really good. So those two next week are going to be fantastic. They're 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 some of my favorite movies. That and once ever again, done.
1: I'll be coming in fresh to both of these right. and. Just like the mummy, really, I don't have. Uh, uh, and then, uh, as far as Creature of the Black Lagoon, I have nothing to base it off of. So I'm coming into that fresh, one hundred percent. But your wife has seen it story. though, and she
0: wants to watch it with you. She right? does.
1: Uh, she said it was one of her favorite, like you know, black and white right. movies. So I'm excited to watch that with her. Uh, and it and, wasn't filmed until like 1954,
0: 56, I think. Yeah. So you've got. 20 years 25 years have passed since they started with dracula so the special effects and the the makeup and the underwater fight well but we'll get to it. i don't want to yeah. spoil it all right now. <laughs> so um with that being said i think this episode's coming to a close and that's a wrap and, and cut, cut.